Hello and welcome to Mastermind Growth, where we share the wisdom, the stories and the insights from business owners. My name is John Cassie-Rice and I have the pleasure to be your host for this week's podcast. I am your local Federation of Small Businesses Membership Advisor, meeting and supporting business owners from all industries. Today we have Hattie with us. Hello Hattie, how are you doing? Hello John, I'm very well, thank you. Fabulous, thank you for taking the time out to do this. I know life gets busy sometimes. Oh, it's always a pleasure to, to speak about something you're passionate about. Fabulous. Talking about passion, what, what is it that you do? So I run Focus for Business and I get startup founders funded so that they can focus on growing their business. Typically, the sort of founder or entrepreneur I work with has perhaps left a successful corporate career because they want to do things a bit differently. They want to build a business they're passionate about. Um, last year, I raised a total of a million for my clients uh, with individuals raising between 10 and 350,000 pounds. And I do this by giving my clients the clarity, connections and confidence to communicate exactly what investors want to know so that they can attract a range of investment offers and choose the one that's right for them. Wow, sounds very important stuff and can make a big difference to a lot of uh, companies in their growth factor. It certainly can. Before we delve a little bit more into that, I always love to hear somebody's journey. Are you happy to share some of your story with us? Very happy to. Um, in fact, it's interesting you asked me to, John, because I recently had to do um, a little project for somebody and I had to go right back and think about why I'm doing what I'm doing. And I realise I've been creating projects and businesses and raising investment for them since I was eight. Um, but somehow I got distracted by a 15-year career in marketing. Um, then I did an MBA at Imperial and joined a friend I'd made on that program in his business. And we took that business from zero to three million sales in two years, which was quite a roller coaster of a journey. Um, but it rekindled in me that passion for creating something from nothing. Um, and I went on from there to start my own uh, startup business which grew pretty quickly. Um, I made lots of mistakes, but realized that if I was going to really grow the business, I needed to raise investment. And I'd never done that before, so I kind of learned the hard way, making plenty of mistakes along the way, but ultimately raised two rounds of investment. I raised 150,000 from Business Angels, and I then went on to do crowdfunding twice. So I, I kind of got there in the end. Um, and after that, I did a stint looking after the investments that Kelly Hoppen made when she was a dragon on the TV show Dragon's Den. So I've seen investment from both sides of the fence, what it takes to raise investment as a founder and what an angel investor looks for when they back your business. And I think that gives me a, a quite unique perspective. Yes. And these days, I'm just on a mission, really, to make it quicker and easier for other entrepreneurs to raise investment so they can grow their business, too. Fabulous. But this all sounds very exciting. I, I sort of imagine you had some challenges along the way. <laughs> oh, for sure. It's never as easy a ride as it is when you just say it, is it? That's um, right. And so the, the first time you raise investment, I think it feels very like a game of smoke and mirrors because you don't know exactly what information investors need from you in order to make a decision to back your business, to invest their money. And one of the common mistakes um, that entrepreneurs make when they're raising investment for the first time, and indeed the mistake I made when I was raising for the first time, 
is that you kind of do a lot of research on the internet on, you know, well, how do I raise investment? What should I say? How do I find investors? And the problem with this is you get a lot of advice, but a lot of it is also contradictory. And it leaves you more confused than when you started. And not to mention the time you've kind of wasted searching for all that information in the first place. The other challenge with kind of picking up tips in this way is that they could be given by anybody really, not necessarily by somebody who has actually raised investment themselves. And I, I kind of feel if you're gonna learn something, learn from someone who knows how to do it because they've done it themselves. It's amazing how many people who's never run a business has an opinion on how you should run a business. And those opinions are so helpful because that feedback gives you um, ideas that you may not have thought of yourself, but you also have to take it all with a pinch of salt and work out what is actually best in your circumstances. And, and that's, the, that's sometimes the challenge, I think. Definitely. So what insights did you gain from all of this? Golly, um, I think uh, from if I think right back to the, the time when I was raising investment um, for, for my business, which was an online marketplace at that point, um, I think the first insight was that is, is knowing when is the right time to raise investment. You don't wanna to raise too soon and you certainly don't wanna leave it too late. Um, and I think when I first started my business, I wasted four months of my life talking to investors who were never going to invest. We always had really great conversations. Um, they gave amazing feedback and ideas that helped me shape my business, I, my business model, but they were never going to invest because they did, I didn't have, the business didn't have what investors call traction. I hadn't got the business to the right point to attract investment. When the penny finally dropped, um, I committed just two months to really building my business. I invested my life savings, I built the platform, um, got my first customers, and then I raised £150,000 in a week. That's the difference that right. traction makes. So, so I'm guessing traction is going to be different for different size businesses and different opportunities. Well, not really. Traction is just an equation. It's um, having what investors call minimum viable product, MVP. It's about um, finding your first customers, people who are happy using your product, for whom it solves a problem. And it's about a marketing machine, and ideally a proven marketing machine, a way that um, demonstrates you can get more customers again and again and again. That's what investors are looking for. Right. But, I think there's another thing when it comes to investors though, John, I think a lot of people just um, see investment as a thing you do, but it isn't, it's a journey, it's a process. You need to build a relationship with investors. You kind of, you wouldn't ask someone to marry you on your first date and you don't really want to ask an investor to back your business the first time you meet with them either. Um, so what I've tried to develop based on my experience of building relationships with investors is a really proven process, a process that gets you researching who could be a potential investor, gives you a really clear way of targeting the right investor for your business, and then a series of simple steps that you can follow to get investors on the hook. And that makes it so much easier to build that relationship rather than just go for the ask. And I, and I suppose uh, programs like uh, the um, Dragon's Den 
gives that impression yeah. that it's the one chance meet, whereas really it's about building that relationship. It's absolutely true. You, certainly you have to think about you know, that first impression you make, which is kind of what Dragon's Den um, shows. But you know, for, for that, even for that show, um, Dragon's Den, for the sort of few minutes footage that we see as consumers, as TV watchers, um, they've been recording content for probably closer to two hours. And then it's kind of edited on the on the in the in the um, editing room. So you know that isn't a snap snap decision even by the dragons. No. You know, they've been talking to somebody for a few hours and really drilling into the detail of the business, even if we only see the edited highlights. Key. Oh, definitely. So that's a great tip. So which kind of leads us on to a question I'd always like to ask, which is what tips from your own experience would you share with somebody? Um, either in business or looking to get um, investment? I think um, the, the, the tip I'd really share relates to business valuation. You see, I, I wish I had had a pound for every founder who comes to me saying that, oh, I didn't think I should put my business valuation you know, into my conversation with an investor until I'd actually got them on the hook. If I had a pound for every time someone's told me that, I'd be rich. <laughs> <laughs> Um, not mentioning your business valuation is kind of a surefire way of having investors close the door on you faster than you can knock because raising investment is an exchange of value. So you have to be clear about the value you are offering. You know, it might be assets in the form of technology or a brand. It might be intellectual property, IP that you've created. It might be the market opportunity, but you've got to be clear about that value. No investor's going to throw pounds at a question mark. And if you're offering value and, and asking for cash and investment, you need to offer something in exchange for that investment. And um, that's where business valuation comes into play. If you are not clear with people what you're offering in exchange for their investment, um, you're going to put investors off right from the get-go. And as yeah. we've said, first impressions really count. Yeah, no, and it sounds like when you're talking about value, it's not just monetary, though that's very important. It's the um, everything that goes with that, the... Yeah, I mean, typically a, a, a business valuation is expressed in the form of I'm looking for X amount of pounds and in exchange, I'm offering Y percentage shares in my business. So it's X pounds for Y percentage shares, equity, whatever you want to call it. Yes. And, you know, without the two sides of the coin, it's not an exchange of value. Fabulous. So it comes down to knowing your, your numbers and your data and your uh, proposition. Yeah, um, valuing an early stage business is a real challenge because most of the equations that um, accountants rely on and corporate financiers rely on are based on stable and predictable revenues. And of course, when you're an early stage business, a young business, your, your revenues may not be very predictable. You're still testing your marketing strategy. You're still working out what's the best way to find customers. So those, those equations that get used as a company gets bigger to value a business don't really apply. So um, part of the work I do with my programs is um, to give you alternative ways to reach a really credible and justifiable business valuation for an early stage business. Uh, it sounds like there's a lot of pre-work to be done. So oh, yeah. <laughs> I'd say about 80% of the work you need to do to, to raise investment is done before you even start talking to an investor. 
Right. So, so what, what other things would you be looking to, um, to think about in that 80%? Um, so it's how you position the, um, the opportunity. Do you know, I, I talk about the key to unlocking investment, John, and it's about first positioning the opportunity. Um, you know, what are you going to, um, how are you going to, sh to show the value you've created and convey that um, value to investors? It's about doing investor research to find the right investors and then finding a way to reach out to them. It's about thinking how you're going to demonstrate traction, which we talked about earlier. Um, it's about deciding what is the right amount of investment to ask for, what will get the business to where you need to for the next stage. So what's the right amount to ask? And then it's about your valuation. What are you offering in exchange? And then the final piece is putting all that together into a pitch that gets investors on the hook. And that's the process for preparing and then unlocking investment. It sounds like you enjoy what you do. Oh, I love it. I absolutely love it, John. Um, I, I, from, the, from the moment I kind of ran my own um, startup and raised investment for that, you know, when you're going through it as a founder, as a business owner, it's a real challenge and you're kind of, you, you feel a bit on your own. You feel there's, you know, there's so much you don't know. So now that I'm, I've been through that process, I know what you need to know. I know how to get through the process. It's such a pleasure to help others on the way and speed up that process for them. Fabulous. So Hattie, is there somebody maybe on the cusp of looking for investment and would probably need to would like some guidance and not take sort of four months of going down rabbit holes and watching every episode of Apprentice that they can find. <laughs> uh, uh, maybe they would like to just chat to you, see if they're too soon or they're a bit left it too late or they're just right. Uh, how would they contact you? I'm always up for a conversation and the best way is probably to book a funding clinic with me. Um, I, I do a, a very informal Zoom call where um, the business uh, owner can tell me a bit about the business and what they're looking to do in terms of raising investment. Then I give them my best advice on what their options might be in their situation. And you can book one of those funding clinics through my website, which is focusedforbusiness.com. And that's focused with one S, not two. Focusedforbusiness.com. Um, otherwise, you can find me on LinkedIn and um, make contact that way. Fabulous. And we'll put your details on our website. So hopefully, if people haven't trouble, they can click through and find you easily. Super. Thank you, John. That's kind. All right, fabulous. Uh, if you, Hattie, if you happen to know of anybody else that would benefit from being on the uh, show, can you let me know? I'll certainly do that. It's been a real pleasure to speak. Excellent. Thank you ever so much for sharing your stories, your passion and your insights um, into investing, which will be interesting to a lot of people, I should imagine. <laughs> Thank you, John. So this has been a podcast by business owners for business owners. And until next time, see you soon. See you then, Hattie. Bye. The Federation of Small Businesses with practical help for business owners such as free business banking. No charges for everyday banking services such as paying in checks and cash. It also includes a free change facility so you can always have enough coins and notes when you need it most. Any questions, contact me at john.cassidy-rice at fsb.org.uk